G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. My name is David Brown and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. Today we're looking at Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 8 and Paul Moyes will be doing our reading and the Reverend Ken Hansen will be preaching our sermon. Hope you enjoy the podcast. To learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. Enjoy the sermon. A reading from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. And it's entitled, Peace and Hope. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Hear the word of the Lord. Well, before I begin my homily, let's have a quick look at the Apostle Paul, whose real name is Saul. In the book of Acts, he is mentioned as Saul right up until the 13th chapter, verse 9, when finally it mentions Saul, better known as Paul. So to avoid any confusion, I'll refer to him as Paul, so we don't get mixed up along the way. Paul was born sometime between 5 BC and 5 AD. In the book of Acts, it is said that Paul was a Roman citizen. However, Paul was born a devout Jew of devout Jewish parents in the city of Tarsus. Tarsus was one of the largest trading cities along the Mediterranean coast. In fact, it was the most influential city in Asia Minor at that time. Paul was educated and later he, his profession was in tent making and working with leather. Not much more is known of Paul until he takes an active role in the martyrdom of Stephen, who was a disciple of Christ. And Paul was watching and giving his approval of the stoning to death of Stephen. But Paul's ambitions are thrown into turmoil, for while in pursuit of some Christians, he had an encounter with the risen Christ. On the road to Damascus, he was struck blind by a dazzling light in which Jesus appeared to him. Why are you persecuting me? Jesus demands. Paul was told to go into the city and he would be told what to do. For three days, Paul was blind, and he ate and drank nothing. Then a follower of Jesus 
a man named Ananias, a good Christian man, was sent to Paul and who would be empowered to heal Paul of his blindness as Jesus had instructed him to do so. Ananias told Paul about Jesus and from that encounter Paul's whole life was to change. Paul was baptized by Ananias and then Paul who was filled with the Spirit, began to teach the good news about Jesus. It wasn't easy for Paul at first because the people didn't know whether to trust him or not, but eventually they began to listen to him. Paul visited and wrote to many Christian communities throughout all Judea, and today we will look at one of Paul's many letters. Today we will look at Paul's letter to the Roman Christians and in particular chapter 5. I'll give you a moment to find that in your Bibles. This homily is titled, I wonder what it means to be acceptable by God. Paul's letter to the Romans is a description of the power of God let loose among the ruins of mankind. It is about the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. God found a way through the death and resurrection of his only son, Jesus, to justify the ungodly in the world, which includes you and me also, all of us. Why? Because we are an ungodly lot. We are sinners. The book of Romans teaches us that God sees right into our very hearts and of what's going on inside us. And because of this, there is not one of us who is able to stand on his or her own righteousness. Not one of us is righteous in the presence of God. Paul tells us this in Romans chapter 3 verses 10 to 12, he says, There is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Well, of course, these are very strong words from Paul indeed. Understanding that we are an ungodly lot to start with makes us feel insecure and gloomy, but we also would have hope that somehow we may be justified. Why? Because we have been blessed to have a God who has found a way to justify the ungodly. As we will learn further on, to be justified means to be given the gift of righteousness, the gift of loving acceptance before God. And this is where our new life starts. If we are ungodly, then we qualify to be changed. But listen to this warning. If we remain self-righteous, we don't have any chance at all, none whatsoever. 
In chapter 5 of Romans, the Apostle Paul is retracing the results of having been justified by faith. And as we read in the opening words of the chapter, Paul says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice or boast in our hope of sharing in the glory of God. That little word rejoice is the key to the whole of the fifth chapter. In these first two verses of Romans 5, Paul is saying that when we have accepted and genuinely believed in Jesus Christ for our justification, we can rejoice in having access to God's grace. And in verse 3, Paul says, Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Wait a moment. Can we really rejoice in our sufferings? Have we really reached this higher stage of Christian growth and development? Paul continues that suffering helps us to endure and endurance helps build our character. As Christians, we learn to rejoice even in the midst of suffering. Unfortunately, there are some Christians who look as though they've been marinated in embalming fluid. When you really understand Christianity, it produces a rejoicing spirit. If you're a glum bum or, or a gloom and doom, I suggest that you read and study the fifth chapter of Romans and it will turn you into a glad lad or lassie with a different fun-loving change in your personality. So what have we learned so far? In the threefold division of chapter 5, firstly we have learned to rejoice in our spiritual position. Secondly, we have learned to rejoice in our present troubles. And finally, we come to the place where we rejoice in God himself as our mighty and all-powerful friend. In verses 10-11, we find that the Apostle Paul, with his very logical mind, saying, Now that we are at peace with God, we are saved by his Son's life. Because God sent our Lord Jesus Christ to make peace with us, so we also rejoice in God. This is the third level of Christian growth, meaning that we have been justified by faith through our Lord Jesus Christ, and because of this, we have obtained peace with God. This is outlined in the whole chapter 5. Learning to rejoice about the various stages of Christian growth and development. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Now as we plough on through this chapter 5, 
we find in verse 13 it says sin was indeed in the world before the law came but no sin was kept because there was no law wow let's back up there for a moment let's back up again at the previous chapter romans 4:13 the first thing that we learn as a christian is that we are justified by faith. To help us understand what that actually means, the Apostle Paul used the example of Abraham. Way back before the law was given, before the ritual of circumcision and before anything that we usually associate with religion that came into operation, Abraham was justified by faith. These two terms, justified and faith, are explained to us and demonstrated for us in the person of Abraham. He was justified means that he was declared to be a friend of God. He was acceptable to God. He was loved by God. He was God's friend. Abraham didn't earn God's love. He was given that right at the beginning of his relationship with God when he believed in God, and that is what faith is. This closeness, this nearness, this dearness to God. We receive with no merit on our part, but by faith alone. By believing the promise of God according to the work of his Son, Jesus, the true justification. Paul continues, since we have been justified by faith, the first result is that we have peace with God. At this moment, you may be thinking about your life and your own relationship with God. If you really do believe that God justifies the ungodly, then you will also inherit this wonderful peace with God. You are a Christian. That means that you are and belong to the family of God. The anxiety is all over. Finished. All the conflict between you and God is ended. You are at peace with God and God loves you. That glorious feeling of peace is something of what happens in the heart when we understand that we have been justified by faith. The anxiety is over. We are at peace with God. All the worrying has ceased, and you lose some of those fears you originally had of God. I know. I face those fears myself. I remember not so long ago lying in my hospital bed in the dark ICU ward of the PA hospital in Brisbane and listening to the trolley wheels at night of the undertaker's stretcher wheeling by and of knowing that someone else in the coronary ward had died and the cold feeling that clutched fear into my own heart and my mind as I faced the possibility of my own death and then thinking that some moment maybe it would be my turn to die. I knew it could happen to me. 
I felt the fear of death all about me, but no more, not any more. When you have been justified by faith, you no longer fear God as a policeman or judge. Why, you may ask? Well, according to the book of Romans and the promises in the scriptures, it is no longer necessary that God functions as a policeman and a judge in his relationship to me. He is now my loving, tender-hearted, compassionate father. And as a father, he disciplines. That is what love does. It disciplines. God is no longer that policeman or judge. As in the beautiful picture, our Lord Jesus gave us the parable of the prodigal son and of how we learn to love and see God. Some Christians view this picture as the forgiving father. But whichever way we look at this parable, it's about us being justified by faith. In this picture, we immediately lose all our fears of God and hopefully we will lose our fear of death. Being justified by faith, one should no longer be afraid to die. Trust, obedience, endurance, faith and hope. These are the answers to my opening question. What it means to be acceptable to God. In concluding of this chapter 5 of Romans, the Apostle Paul affirms that the goal of justification is having peace with God. We Christians are being declared righteous and thus freed from all the guilt of sin. Indeed, what a great reason for us all to rejoice. The Lord be with you. Amen.